2: Backbone Radio with Matt Dunn launching the second hour here on this August 21st, 2022. And it's cloudy out there. I'm hearing some thunder here and there, Denver metro area. My son is in the soccer tournament championship, my 10-year-old. And they made it all the way, but they're on rain-lightning delay. And so I haven't had any updates. they haven't resumed play. But they were ahead one nothing when the uh, lightning got a little too close. What's that that weather bug app that starts going off and everybody's phone starts to buzz? And then that's when you know that, "Oh, we're about to have to head to the parking lots." And in my case, I headed to the radio studio. At any rate, 303-696-1971, feel free to be checking in and I've I just I've got so much really cool stuff coming up here, but I wanted to get into this about Sam Harris, one of the public intellectuals you see out there and what passes for that these days and some things that he has said that will lead me into bigger and deeper points. And one of the things that we need to understand in the heartland of this country is the kind of people that we are up against, the kind of people that are our enemies, the kind of people who are cold, calculating, apolitical, amoral. All they want, all they want is power. And, they're so calculating with that and their desires for power, they know how to use principle only as a device to get more power for themselves and a device to sort of muddle and confuse the masses. You know, when they do like, uh, they, they point out, oh, so-and-so did something hypocritical, uh, you people in Colorado. You, you can't like that person, but <laughs> they're just playing games with you folks. They don't care about hypocrisy. They don't care about this stuff. But now Sam Harris is a good example of this kind of individual and I've been quite aware of him for some time. He is, uh, you wouldn't quite describe him as a Buddhist, but you would describe him as somebody who's very interested in spirituality. And in 2003, he wrote a book called, quote, Waking Up, A Guide to Spirituality Without Religion, end quote. That's the name of his book. And it was a big seller, and he's got a popular podcast, and a lot of people are, who are interested in spirituality listen to what this guy has to say, and he's got an engaging way of speaking and all that. And, um, but um, I come to the conclusion, after some things that he said, which we'll listen to here in just a moment, that when you start playing with spirituality and what he does is he makes people feel good, makes people feel deep and spiritual because they're listening to what Sam Harris has to say about various issues. What are they really doing when you divorce spirituality from religion? And everybody has to work that out for themselves. But in the case of Sam Harris, I submit to you that you are just becoming essentially a power monger, a power worshiper. You get rid of religion and what you do end up worshipping is power, power for power's sake. And that is why Sam Harris says stuff like this. Listen to this, what he says about Hunter Biden having children's corpses in his basement, and he still wouldn't be bothered by that. He'd still vote for Joe Biden.
3: I mean, Hunter Biden at that point, Hunter Biden literally could have had, had the corpses of children in his basement. I would not have cared. Right. It's like, it's, there's nothing. First of all, it's Hunter Biden, right? It's not, it's like, it's not Joe Biden, but even if Joe, like even the, whatever scope of Joe Biden's corruption is like, if you, if we could just go down that rabbit hole endlessly and, and, Understand that he's getting kickbacks from Hunter Biden's deals in Ukraine or wherever else, right, or China. It is infinitesimal compared to the corruption we know Trump is involved in. It's like it's like it's like a firefly to the sun.
2: Now, just so you have that first clip, uh, you know, he says that he would still vote for Biden even if he knew that Hunter Biden had the corpses of children down in his basement. Kind of a little reference to the Biden basement campaign, I think. But this is a very spiritual guy. Sam Harris is a very spiritual thinker. He knows a lot about spirituality, this guy, Sam Harris. (laughs) He doesn't like the religion component of spirituality, but, you know, spirituality, you know, where you sit around and get spiritual. I don't know, maybe get some crystals out, some candles, things like that. Get spiritual. Let's get spiritual. Anyway. But they end up saying stuff like that—that that, uh, you know you would vote for a, a a candidate's son if he has the dead kids, dead bodies of kids in his. And you say stuff like that because what Sam Harris cares about is power, power. He talks about oh well Trump's corruption, and he gives one example of what he says is Trump's corrupt—only one—and that's it. That, uh, there is some, something called Trump University, which I've litigated around here. Like it's such a non-issue, not such a non-big deal, Trump University compared to what we're talking about here, right? And yeah, again, I did this segment last week. He asked people, okay, oh, uh, what what is it that uh, Trump has lied about? And people are like, oh, Trump lies all the time, he lies all the time. But they can never give you a specific. Mm-hmm. Well, what what is it that uh, you know? At the segment last week, this uh, protester despises and hates Trump and wants Trump arrested and says he's, he's guilty of these provable crimes. And then a reporter asked, well, what are these provable crimes? And the guy's like, drew a blank. And he's like, looked around and he's like, realized he couldn't think of one. He's like, well, I'm done talking here. The propaganda has people so warped and so twisted that they don't realize that President Trump was like the only honest guy in Washington, D.C., the only guy who went in there and kept his promises. And that's why the Vipers in the Beltway don't want him to come back. They couldn't stand having him around in the first place. You can't have one honest guy in Washington, D.C., folks. When it's about power, it's all about power. You say something so heartless about dead kids in a basement and then you're a spiritual guy. What you care about is power. That's what you worship. Let's hear a little bit more of Sam Harris here, the spiritual thinker. I'm in democracy. You're saying you are content with a left-wing conspiracy
1: to prevent somebody being democratically reelected as president.
3: Well, no, I'm, I'm content. Well, so it's, but the thing is, it's just not left-wing, right? So Liz Cheney is not left-wing. Right. Liz Cheney is doing everything a conspiracy in her power to prevent somebody. No, being but democratic it's later. not. Like a, no, but there's nothing. The conspiracy. It's not. It, it was a conspiracy out in the open. It does. But it doesn't matter if it was. A, it doesn't matter what parts conspiracy, what parts out in the open. I mean, I think it's like if people get together and talk and talk about what should we do with, about this phenomenon? You know, if, if it's like if there, if there was an asteroid hurtling toward Earth and and we got in a room together with all of our friends and had a conversation about what we could do to deflect its course. Right. Is that a conspiracy? You know, like some. So do you
2: see how that can be put together in kind of interesting ways is that Sam Harris is in that clip endorsing election, cheating, endorsing, stealing an election, endorsing vote rigging of an election is not saying it happened. He's not saying that that's the argument that it actually did take place. But he is saying that he would be totally okay if they did cheat and steal the election to stop Trump from winning re-election because he's even more dangerous to the planet, to the world, to America than a meteorite coming towards Earth. So you can imagine like a lot of people on the left that are so bamboozled by the propaganda, so blue-pilled, they can't figure out the first thing about reality. They they would think they they would wholeheartedly endorse you know stealing an election. They would wholeheartedly endorse who knows what else, you know? Would they would they go so far as like we got to assassinate Trump? And I'll just start saying that stuff out loud, you know? You know that that's how these people think. These spiritual people, they like to bring in that gauzy spirituality stuff and like throw in the gentle tones and. But again, the title of Sam Harris's 2003 book, Waking Up, A Guide to Spirituality Without Religion. And in this interview, and I don't won't play these clips, but Sam Harris is like, he, he, they love to debunk Christianity and talk about, you know, what a bunch of fools believe in Christianity. And like, oh yeah, there's all these t- telescopes that we have in space, and they can't seem to find where this heaven thing is, you know. It's <laughs> so, and we talk about like a most juvenile approach to theology, and that's what passes for spirituality these days. And you have to keep this in mind. These people have no ethics. They have no morality, but they like make themselves feel good about themselves because they talk about how they're spiritual people, and spirituality is what makes them tick and what they're all about. But then you look, what is this spirituality? Well, it leads you to the point of saying, I don't care if Hunter Biden has the corpses of children in his basement. You know, and I don't care if Democrats want to cheat and steal an election. I don't care about that because trump is uh, is some kind of a species of evil because the propaganda told me so. The mainstream oligarch media told me so. so that's what we're up against folks. they uh they will say anything, they will do anything. They don't care about anything ethical. It's about power, power, power for these people. And so how do we respond to that? Well, Hang on. To be continued. There we go. A little bit of French rap music. Who's digging that? Derrière Le Brouillard. Not a bad little tune, if you want my opinion. At any rate, yep, Matt Dunn, Backbone Radio. And just covered a little Sam Harris spirituality there. What kind of spirituality leads you to those dead ends? But it's all about trying to make you feel good about yourself. These people want to feel good about themselves, and they, uh, they find ways to do that. And it involves spirituality, which helps, helps your self-esteem in some ways. And again, everybody has to find their own spirituality and their own religion. And I have my strong opinions on this, and I've been at it and working on it and working on it for a long time. And am I making progress? I, well, sometimes I think so. Liz Cheney, by the way, is so bitter after her loss that she accuses Republican voters and Republican leadership as being, quote, very sick after her last. She she says, see, I want to feel good about myself. I want to say that you all are the sick ones. You people are sick because I lost by 38 points, a grotesque landslide for Liz Cheney going down the tubes in Wyoming. She accuses us of being very sick and I would just say oh, it's the other way around. By the way, whenever you like turn on a television set or whenever you, you know, have a radio on or whatever, make sure you don't have like your self-esteem tied to anything that anybody says on any electronic medium or any of that. You know, you just, you know, you just don't need to like base your self-esteem on what the absolute morons in the media are telling you what's the good and bad things to be thinking. What's the acceptable thing to think about this issue? What's the the cool thing to think about this or that issue? No, no, no. My self-esteem personally does not even move one molecule of an iota of a fragment of a micron in any direction when anybody electronic is yapping at me or trying to propagandize me or tell me what to think. And I just, I want that to spread. I want that to catch. I mean, just zero, zero of that, all right? We are good people. We feel good about ourselves, and that's just the way it's going to be. And uh, all of you loser people out there, like the Cheneys of the world, are not going to be able to affect our self-esteem. Although Liz Cheney's self-esteem has to be a little wounded by going down to such a historic defeat. She's got to feel a little, like, miffed and a little hurt about that wouldn't you say but now in responding to sam harris there's a fellow named ned ryan who heads up american majority ned ryan oh by the way this just popped into my head when i talk about how um you need to get beyond mainstream media in order to understand what's happening in the world and you'll never understand the deep state you'll never understand what's really going on if you're just digesting the mainstream news and that means washington post new york times nbc cbs cnn All the rest of that, even Fox News is included in that, though Tucker Carlson, I do think, is indispensable at the moment. But you have to know how to navigate Twitter. And for anybody who has interest in like being on Twitter, and we have a lot of radio listeners to Backbone Radio who follow our Twitter page. But from show to show, I'm constantly throwing out tweets because I feel like, yes, I know how to navigate Twitter. I can find the good stuff, even though – Much of what I tweet is, I'm sure, suppressed by the authorities, by the censors, by the oligarchs on top, and they try to minimize, you know. But I find the stuff and I get the stuff out there, and I do think that's very illuminating and helpful and insightful to to get a more accurate picture of what is happening in this country. And sometimes it's hard to know. And I just volunteer, yes, my own services, the full service Backbone Radio Sunday, 4 to 7 radio, but also all week long, just great and amazing tweets at Backbone Radio, just supreme, superlative tweets that I throw out into the ether, if I may say, if I may toot my horn. I'm sorry to do that, but somebody's got to do it. (laughs) Anyway, I'm just cracking myself up here. But um, Ned Ryan goes into... this Sam Harris thing and I'll just I'll just play the first the first clip here then we'll go to the phone lines but uh, Ned Ryan I think you know gets into this uh, Sam Harris stuff pretty good
4: CEO and he joins me now Ned great to see you this seems to validate really honestly it seems to validate Everything that has been said by Donald Trump of the last six years. <laughs> well, I mean, Sam Harris, it, it was absolutely what he is. Sam Harris said that he hated democracy, totally fine with a conspiracy to undermine the democratic process by which Trump could have been reelected. And, and, and to put a fine point on that, Will, if you look at the swing state voters, if they had known about Hunter Biden's laptop, fully 9% of them said they would have switched their vote. And if you take those numbers as valid, every swing state Trump would have won and coasted to victory. So it was absolute conspiracy theory. And he said he was absolutely fine with it because he hates democracy. You look at Michael Hayden. Michael Hayden has said essentially that the most violent ideology in the world right now is patriotic Americans who are questioning what is taking place with the surveillance and administrative state here in this country. It's, It's not violent, radical jihadist Islamists who behead people or the barbaric CCP it's, it's hardworking, honest Americans who are questioning what is taking place. And the thing that's troubling to me about all of this, Will, if you even dare to question what is taking place, you're considered a radical, violent ideology. In fact, I view Michael Hayden in his defense of the surveillance state as an extremist because I view the surveillance state as a real existential threat to the freedom of the American people. And until we dress. The issue of the surveillance state and the DOJ and the FBI, powerful and unaccountable, nothing else matters. This is the thing. And until this is addressed, everything, politics, everything that takes place in D.C. is sound and fury signifying nothing.
2: Exactamundo. Until we deal with this deep state, with this surveillance state, with this out of control intelligence bureaucracy, all politics in this country is performative. It is sound and fury signifying nothing. Exactly right. And I'm going to amplify on this point momentarily. That's a key, key, key thing to understand. And um, if you don't get that, then what you are doing is living in a prison and saying, I want to live in a prison. I'm okay living in this prison. I'm okay surrendering my freedom, my liberty to these unelectable, unelected, unaccountable deep state types who are actually running this country. Let's say head of Brian. And, Brian, welcome to the program. Glad you're here, sir. Is Brian on Matt, board? the yeah.
5: best show on TV by... Oh. <laughs> Matt, yes. the best show on radio by far. Yeah. My um, bad on that one on the start. Well, TV Matt, is next, we got to sure. get you out of the minivan. What are you thinking?
2: Oh, it's just... It's so uncool, you that Brian. you in
5: minivan. Yeah. No, I know your father... No, you're rolling in a minivan. So we gotta upgrade you to maybe a suburban. Maybe we'll put some pipes on that puppy. You know, make them loud, super up just a wee bit, and then the kids will love it. You'll love it, and everybody'll be happy.
2: You know, I'm not in the cool phase of life, Brian. I just, you know, the minivan is where it's at. You know, the doors open. It's so convenient. You know, you just pull those slide doors open. You put your infant in the little baby seat, and the soccer balls and the swim towels, and you're you're going, man. So uh, there's beauty in that. But
5: I think a Suburban might do the same for you. You know, the Suburban might just make you look just a wee bit cooler. That's all.
2: It's true. I, I, I concede that point, Brian. I think uh, I think you're on to something. So, yeah.
5: Hey, Matt, but I was, you know, my mind works a little different than other people's, as you can tell. I was watching <laughs> that show, uh, Tucker, on Wednesday. Yeah. You, you, did you watch Tucker on Wednesday night? Uh, what was did the time? Did you topic? see how he got into the details? Well, he got he had oh, lots of topics. Was it the Gretchen Whitmer one? It got me thinking. It, the, yes, it was and how he said this this kid is living under a TV repair shop. I don't know. He's a math. He, he's probably on math. Yeah, the so Gretchen it, it Whitmer. seems like they find FBI the most vulnerable kidnapping
2: people. hoax thing. Um, yeah, that uh Yeah. I have got an audio clip that I might play and actually. T- could you think could you hang on through a break, Brian? Well, listen could you just could you hang on through a little break? Yes, I may, sir. For, for you,
5: I, I will. For nobody else, I would, but for you, I will.
2: I am honored by that, and I'm glad you don't <laughs> hold the minivan against me so much that you wouldn't hang on just for a little commercial break. So um, there is hope. There is hope. And it's Matt Dunas, Backbone Radio. Thanks, Brian, for hanging on. We're going to talk about the another reason not to trust the FBI: the Gretchen Whitmer, Governor of Michigan, FBI kidnapping hoax, hoax, hoax. Be right back. There we go. A little Amro Diab from Cairo, Egypt, one of the great dance club song writers and singers. And here we are talking about reasons to not trust the FBI. And the FBI does not deserve the benefit of the doubt on anything. The FBI, in my opinion, is a corrupt institution. And I'm with Victor Davis Hanson, America's foremost political intellectual, who says the FBI needs to be dismantled. And Ned Ryan was just saying the same thing, that the most important issue we are facing is an out-of-control deep state, an out-of-control fourth-branch intelligence apparatus, unelected people that are surveilling one and all in this country and have uh, are controlling this country. And um, you think about uh, Tristan Justice over at the Federalist has this essay called Think the FBI Deserves the Benefit of the Doubt? This laundry list of corruption should make you think again. And he goes down a list of about uh, 20-some things about um, the FBI, different instances and aspects of things the FBI has done or has not done or has lied about that are really, really – and he starts with the FISA warrants on Russiagate. Total lies on that as Durham did prove that one on Kleinsmith misleading Congress, misleading DOJ leaders, misleading Trump in the crossfire hurricane business, the way they handled the entire Michael Flynn, Svetlana Lokova issue. And Svetlana Lokova, I've interviewed her several times on Backbone Radio. They're all the stuff with uh, Andrew McCabe, the Clinton emails, the Wiener laptop, the Hunter laptop, Roger Stone, the the, um, Kamala Harris. Where were her? Where was she on January 6th? The pipe bombing. Uh, Anyway, check that article out for some trust levels, which should be infinitely low on the FBI. And I'm bringing Brian back in because Brian was mentioning the Tucker Carlson segment on the FBI hoax right before the election in 2020, in which some crazy right wingers were going to kidnap the Democrat governor of Michigan. And um, maybe, Brian, uh, thanks for hanging. We could listen to this together just a second and uh, and then offer some commentary. But do you have a thought before I play it? I think you said okay on that. I'll
5: let you play it first because my top yeah. might go too long. Yeah,
2: yeah. This is what you were Are referencing, you? and th- okay. this we're good. Th- this is like an amazing. And by the way, this gets worse. And that the, the uh, fellow that was in charge of this Gretchen Whitmer hoax kidnapping business um, is the Steve D'Antuono of the FBI. He ended up going right from Michigan right to uh, Washington D.C. to head up the January sixth stuff. The same guy. Anyway, listen to this.
1: Consider the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping case. You may remember that story. It's from the fall of 2020. You may even have followed it a little bit and heard how it ended. So it seemed like a terrorism plot was, in fact, a setup by the government to make a group of ordinary people in Michigan look like terrifying right-wing extremists. Those violent white nationalists Joe Biden is always mumbling about. Well, it turns out there aren't enough of those people in real life. They're pretty rare, actually. It's not a very racist country, despite what they tell you. So the Justice Department had to go create some, and they did. And that's not just our opinion. That was the finding of a federal jury in Michigan. So it's a shocking story, really. But the details of that story are even worse than that. They are beyond belief, and we'll tell you what they are in just a minute. But first, to set the scene, here is Gretchen Whitmer herself, governor of Michigan, announcing that she was the intended target of a terrorism plot. This is from October 8th, 2020.
4: Earlier today, Attorney General Dana Nessel was joined by officials from the Department of Justice and the FBI to announce state and federal charges against 13 members of two militia groups who are preparing to kidnap and possibly kill me. If you break the law or conspire to commit heinous acts of violence against anyone,
1: we will find you. We will hold you accountable and we will bring you to justice. Oh, we'll bring you to justice. I'm so important that militia groups have organized to take me out. What a self aggrandizing description. But the last thing she said, we'll bring you to justice. Well, they actually tried to do that. They had a trial and then a retrial. And thanks to that, we have testimony and cross-examination that reveals what actually happened, how the FBI engineered this plot.
2: So the FBI engineered this plot, and everybody that was set up in this plot has gotten off by the jury because it was entrapment. It was a clear case of an FBI setup. And Julie Kelly, you got to follow her on this, and I don't want to have time for all the details on this case, which is fascinating. But... Julie Kelly has been read Julie Kelly over the American greatness. And she mentioned Stephen D'Antuono, apostrophe A N T U O N O, who ran Michigan's FBI field office during the Whitmer Fed napping. His agents handled the key informant in the Whitmer hoax Fed napping. And D'Antuono was promoted by Ray in October 2020. Ray, the FBI director, Christopher Ray. He was promoted by Ray in October 2020 to head the Washington FBI field office. So he gets right in there uh, in time for the January 6th situation. Ooh, Brian, any thoughts on all of this, Brian? Thanks for hanging, my man.
5: Well, I mean, that's the problem, guys. We always say,
2: oh, it's the and file. They're wonderful
5: people. They're solving crimes all over. That might be fine. But I can guarantee you, the ones that are honest, they're not going to be getting promoted. And th- th- that's the way it is. When, when the head of the fish is rotten, it rolls down. So even if you're good at the tail, eventually you're going to be rotted or you're not going to be in the FBI. But anyhow, you played the wrong clip, Matt. Oh, sorry about that. In the clip I was... Yeah, no problem. But the clip Sometimes I was I do talking that, about you know. what made my mind really... Well... Like I said, I think a little bit different than most people. I, and, and what what I thought was when he played that clip where they said, hey, we'll give you a $5,000 gift card to go buy guns. And then my, my memory automatically went back to Uvaldo and said, well, wait, this kid is working at Wendy's. He's got like uh, 18 bucks an hour at, at best. And he's going to buy two ARs that are the top of the line. It doesn't make any sense. So when I when I heard they bribed him them with money, I'm thinking, well, what are, else are they doing? You mean so you're talking about the, the Whitmer case?
2: This is the Whitmer case in Michigan, right? The people that they set up and like pushed into doing this, like stuff, so they could at least get, get something and get media. Well, they headlines. offered
5: him money. That yeah. kid.
2: And you know what else they offered? That
5: couldn't even brush his teeth, and they said, hey, 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 go buy guns. Here's five thousand dollars. And then I'm thinking about all these shootings, like even the Vegas shooting. We know nothing about that person. We know nothing about even the boulder shooting up here. This guy, they're just going, well, he's mentally insane, screw it, forget about it. And now we hear about this guy out of Uvalde who, who couldn't, you know, he, w- he was poor as they come. I mean, he was working part-time at a Wendy's, but all of a sudden he saved up $5,000. And as soon as he bought two ARs, he didn't play around for nothing while he just went out and shot people. And then I, you know, you connect the dots. I mean, uh, either I'm a conspiracy theorist in a nut job or, or we're in a little bit
2: of trouble. <laughs> well, the thing is, is That's that all I'm saying. when you start losing trust in your institutions and distrust in the FBI is a rational and prudent thing not to be trusted. There is um, every good reason not to trust the FBI. And so you start wondering questions like what you're wondering about, Brian. Exactly. Um, the way you're saying it, and well, I, I don't the same know number.
5: You put the dots together, you know.
2: Yeah, and you start, uh, you know, you,
5: you put the dots together, guys. You, and that that's you can't you can't take these guys for face value at all. You don't say, okay, well, they get the benefit of the doubt, and then I'll figure it out. No, I've dealt with liars my whole life. Trust me on this one. Well, my, my I actually have a if for anybody's information, I have a family member that actually left the SWAT team and the the police department here in Colorado. Because he said, I'm just tired of arresting the same people. I'm tired of dealing – these people are corrupt. You can never take them at face value. Always question a liar. Always ask yourself, why? You well, know, and that's that's what I'm hoping to uh, –
2: when, when you think about um, – when, when, when you think about um, – like the Las Vegas shooting and some of the other incidents that have happened and how we never really get to the bottom of these things, the FBI never gets to the bottom of them, and then the entirety of Russiagate, we've never gotten to the bottom of all of that, then that feeds a lot of uh, speculation uh, for people who are thinkers, for people who are you know intellectual and interested in politics and what's happening in their country, and they can kind of end up going all over the map, and that in some ways also benefits the deep state because they get, oh, look at you know, so-and-so is saying these... These crazy and wild things, but see, they're the ones who are withholding information, yeah. redacting information, not getting to the bottom of stuff, and um, it's classic tactics for how these like uh, well, state tell, security agencies tell. operate.
5: Go, go well, ahead. You can tell too with a liar. You, with a liar, when somebody lies to you once, you don't just say, "Okay, well they get a lie to me internally." You, you question everything they say, and then you then you got to use common sense beyond that. That's what we're lacking, right? I don't think we're lacking it, but that's what's going on. Common sense. If you use common sense, they tattle on themselves, trust right. me. But, but the hey, I'm there. I'm a grandpa. I drive a Cobalt, so i got to get an upgrade, too.
2: Yeah, okay. Well, uh, I love you. S- uh, right on, man. Stay close. Stay close, Brian. And, uh, yeah, when you, when you lose trust, it just fractures all over, and they have lost the trust, and they have earned that distrust. Be right back. There we go. Back to Italia there with a little music from Giorgia. She's got so many great tunes, an Italian pop singer. That one's called Credo, C-R-E-D-O. Coming back to Backbone Radio, Matt Dunn here. Yeah, we're just talking it all through. And I teed up the Ned Ryan a bit ago, essentially saying that the uh, surveillance state is incompatible With the American Constitution, you cannot have freedom and liberty as long as you have a deep state. You cannot have freedom and liberty as long as you have a surveillance state. And that is the most important issue. Okay, that is the number one issue. The only way out of that is not more of the same Republican type candidates who do nothing and perpetuate this system and are part of this system. Trump is the only one who is outside of that system who can have a ghost of a chance of making progress on this fundamental issue. And Ned Ryan brings it home. Here's, here's the key tidbit of his point he just made. Because I view the surveillance
4: state as a real existential threat to the freedom of the American people. And until we address the issue of the surveillance state and the DOJ and the FBI, powerful and unaccountable, right. nothing else matters. This is the thing. And until this is addressed, everything, politics, everything that takes place in
2: D.C., is sound and fury signifying nothing. And it is so good that Ned Ryan can get that message injected into the mainstream media because most of the time, if all you watch, again, is the mainstream media, you don't quite get the ability to put this stuff together. You don't quite understand what's exactly going on in this country. Now, Darren Beatty, who heads up, um, oh, what is his, uh, his outlet called? Um, Anyway, he's the guy who's done a lot of research into Ray Epps and the pipe bomber on January 6th and so forth. Revolver, revolver revolver.news, which is a great website. But he says much the similar point here about incompatibility between deep state and our constitution.
3: You may. I'd like to make a general point. And it really, after seeing all this, you have to ask yourself, does the national security apparatus do anything but conspire against the American people? I'm led... To conclude that we cannot have a democracy. Everything in our politics will be fake and performative until we bring the national security state, including the FBI, to heal. It's not a left issue. It's not a right issue. That's Every right. politician who cares about our country should demand a church committee 2.0.
2: Yes, that makes an awful lot of sense to me. And I think so many people around here realize this. And I think it's one of those things, One of the, some of the fallout of the FBI raid of Mar-a-Lago, Trump's own personal domicile, is where they went so far that it, they went supernova into the middle of the mainstream debate. And the deep state works best when it's like in the shadows and doing complicated stuff that's like sort of hard to figure out and hard to pinpoint and – you know they withhold information and they give misleading signals and they leak anonymous sourced stuff to Washington Post and New York Times and CNN, and again it's really hard to figure out. But um, but this is not behind the scenes stuff here, with the Trump raid, folks. That is like going right into the gut of the body politic here, and uh, just watch this play. Watch this play. Politics is going to be different after that, and again. I don't know. Do you want to uh this is this is where the DeSantis thing is going to get interesting because uh if you got to be following the last refuge over on Twitter, the conservative treehouse, he is a resident of Florida and sees exactly where this is going with DeSantis that somehow DeSantis has gotten the nod and he's gotten the David from neocon endorsement and he's getting the money from the uh from the big uh, financier types and uh I think they're going to go DeSantis and maybe they're going to try DeSantis, Nikki Haley kind of a ticket. And they think, hmm, that's that's going to work. That's what's going to work. Because once you get Trump off the stage, right, they're going to think, well, then the Democrats are going to suddenly be nice. They're going to suddenly be like respectable and, uh, you know, fair play kind of uh, people politically. But you will notice that the uh, mm, uh, a little Twitter uh, trending word was the Satan, not DeSantis, but the Satan. So they're already calling DeSantis Satan, right? You think they're going to be any nicer to the next Republican nominee? Yeah? You think they're going to really, like, uh, be nice? And uh, remember how they treated uh, Brett Kavanaugh when he was uh, up for the Supreme Court? Remember that whole thing uh, about, you know, accused of, uh, you know, raping and rape trains and all the stuff? They accuse him of all lies, of course. That, that, that is the Democratic Party. I mean, that, that is how they play ball. This is brutal. And it's just lies, and it's just way over the top. So um, we're not going to be able to sneak anybody by here, okay? And so I hope Republican voters are understanding that, that it's going to be a, a dogfight, and the media is going to hate whoever we have. And as much as you think they hate Trump, uh, they're going to hate whoever else comes in line if Trump decides not to run every bit as much, hence the de-Satan. The they're going to be calling him de-Satan. you think that one's going to catch Anyway, I might do a little bit more on uh, on this DeSantis potential, but it looks like that's going to be the next the next big debate, and uh, you might start asking yourselves, so um, what are we going to do about that? And uh, I, I can see some people going for the DeSantis stuff, and it's going to be an interesting fight if Trump wants to wants to be running and DeSantis wants to be running, but um, we, but we we uh, that that's one that's uh, got me uh, got me fueled. But again, the summary I made on that point is that you, uh, DeSantis is going to be owned by the big money. Uh, Trump will not be. Trump is the guy who brought the economic nationalism to the equation, and no other Republican anywhere near power um, has that perspective on borders and on trade. And you have to understand that the MAGA coalition, the working class coalition, is the biggest political coalition in the United States History It is gigantic, and that's why they are so afraid of it. And when Liz Cheney is constantly out there saying that her new mission in life is to try to stop Donald Trump from ever running for office again, if she actually believed that Donald Trump lost that last election and Trump got those easy 81 million votes, why would she be so obsessed? Why would she care so much? Right? Why would they even give a darn if Trump ran again? They would want him to run again because all you have to do is put some guy in the basement who's going to get 81 million votes and win, right? But no, it makes you wonder if Cheney knows something. Does Liz Cheney know something over at the conservative treehouse regarding the um, MAGA coalition? Economic nationalism is the unifying theme of MAGA. Economic nationalism is what creates the largest populist tent in the history of Of Republican politics. Blacks, whites, Latinos, Asian, gay, straight, all genders, all colors, all creeds, all races, all united. Because the working class is the unifying element. MAGA is the voice of the working class. The working class is what keeps all the stuff working. We are the binding within the patchwork quilt of our constitutional republic. That is something that I think you have to keep keeping in mind and emphasizing. And remember the golden economic years when Trump was in power, where the middle class benefited disproportionately. You felt it. You felt the benefits during that time. And you've seen it wither away once uh, once the establishment got back in power with this guy, Joe Biden, who has not spoken uh, with a with a live interview to the media since February. He's like bunkered somewhere. He's taking like a two-week vacation right now. Still hasn't commented on the Trump raid, far as I've far as I've heard. I haven't seen anything commented on about that. What a what a hoax! It takes a deeply corrupt regime to perpetuate this hoax that Biden is the president and to have gotten him installed. And if you understand the Sam Harris mindset mentality, and if you understand the corruption of the FBI. It makes it even look more more dubious what went on in 2020 and the election integrity. Once you start understanding these things and they're big themes, put them together and what do you get? It's Matt Dunn. It's Backbone Radio. We'll be right back.